so we decided that we're going to go all in and we're going to try to be able to tell the story um, for every single home that we build, there's going to be a builder and a designer and we come up with a story and a theme and there's an architectural flow um, that's really being followed. So how do we communicate that? And so we had to say, we're going to assume that either there's not going to be a parade or if it is, it's going to be virtual. So we need to prepare for that right now. And we started in literally in the end of March of 2020, and we worked the entire way through. Um, we partnered with you guys, kind of explained to you guys with group two on this is what we want to do. This is how we want every story to be told and how we want to showcase these homes. And, um, you know, in our partnership, we were able to really bring that across the line and give this, you know, every single home had its own videos. Um, interviews, um, you know, campaigns. It was just, it was amazing. Um, and the the response from that, of course, I'm going to be a tracker and I'm going to follow like, was this, you know, how did this work? And, and so, you know, is this worth the, the investment? And, and I will have to say, absolutely, absolutely worth the investment. You are never going to harm yourself if you invest in yourself. So the content that we gained that we were able to capture during that time um, we're going to be able to use that for for years to come. Um, the pieces, the product, um, every all of that. So I think that was a, a huge investment that kind of took us all the way through um, the fall of 2020. Hi, and welcome to Building Perspective with Matt Riley and Molly Elfman. We're here to bring value to you and your team by exploring all things sales and marketing related. All from different perspectives. All right, and welcome back to another episode of Building Perspective. We are on season two, episode three of Building Perspective. And today we're going to talk about continuing to invest. And we have our guest, Brooke Carroll, the Vice President of Sales and Marketing with Homes by Dickerson right here in good old Raleigh, North Carolina. And we are excited to have Brooke on the show today. Brooke, welcome to Building welcome. Perspective. Hi, Matt and Molly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Are you a uh, uh, longtime listener, first time guest? Like they call into the old school radio. That, that's that's right. That's, that's right. right. I almost forgot. That's a little pre my time. Maybe maybe the beginning. But yes. Don't 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 lie. <laughs> it's totally you. Oh, those are those are fighting words. That's right. <laughs> well, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on the show. And what I you know, so we go way back, um, long long time, but. Um, what I wanted to do, I'll, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself. But first, I'm going to say, you know, just to kind of let everybody else know, I mean, Brooke is one of the most goal-oriented, action-item, ta action-taking people that I've ever met in my life. Um, and uh, God forbid this woman gets gets given a goal or something because she is, come hell or high water, 
it is going to happen. And, uh, and I, that is one of the things that, uh, I've always appreciated about Brooke and her work ethic and mentality, but Brooke, why don't you, um, why don't you just kind of share a little bit about you and what you've been doing, your backstory and, uh, kind of then what you do at homes by Dickerson and really like who homes by Dickerson is as a company. And then what we'll do is we'll talk about, you know, what our topic of the day is continuing to invest and how you guys really see value in investing and reinvesting in, and especially with where we're at right now. Okay. Well, um, I have been in real estate for 14 years now. So I uh, really started off in, in general brokerage and um, build a representation from a, from a purely, you know, a couple of custom builders and things in that nature. And then I got into uh, new home sales about nine, 10 years ago. Uh, and I've worked, you know, from on-site sales um, under a, a, almost a third party, um, you know, real estate company, uh, moved inside to the builder company um, on that team and um, went from sales manager to um, sales director. Um, that was really for a a local builder um, specifically that got bought out by uh, the largest uh, builder in North America. So I've, I've seen the, the big production side of things um, and then made a move to um, Homes Bay Dickerson, which is a, a local regional builder. We're, we're in uh, Raleigh Triangle area, um, Charleston, South Carolina, Mount Pleasant area and Pinehurst. So uh, we build about, um, well, this year it's going to going to be about 300 homes uh, in this year. So I would say we are a custom builder. And some people really like to say, hey, you're, you're semi-custom. No, 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 we're not. We, we individually draw every single thing. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, people kind of tout here, like we've never built the same home twice, which can make me run my head through a brick wall sometimes <laughs> on that. <laughs> uh, but we build at this, you know, crazy, um, productions, you know, levels and, you know, but every single home is different. So it's, it's certainly uh, a new task every day. Um, the process is, you know, uh, is different than what I, you know, had come from before, but um, love the product, love this, you know, industry and organization. And uh, really what I do here for Homes by Dickerson is oversee um, all of the marketing and sales departments here, um, as well as working on strategy, you know, and land. So it's yeah. all things. Yeah, all the things. All the things. Oh, and yes, you're right. Like I am the biggest gold digger there is. I love it. <laughs> Dangle something in front of me and I, I just, I have to get it. Speaking of that, I, I have to mention the Nationals because you are up for a very big award. The Nationals are happening next week. So uh, we, you know, we're going to find out about that, but um, <laughs> you are up for best digital marketing campaign. And I guess I should say we, because we did it together, um, yes. but it's a really big deal in 2020 with everything going virtual to be up for best digital marketing campaign is a huge deal. Oh, it is. I'm so excited. And of all years for this to be virtual, like I'm like, ah, you know, love, you know, I love being there. I love being at nationals, but I think that, you know, like you said, because it was 2020 and to be able to and how everything went virtual and then really how to stand out, um, you know, like we're not, a, you know, a national builder in that <laughs> that typically you'll see, you know, big, big bucks get, you know, get these things. I think that, um, you know, what what we were able to accomplish was amazing. And so I'm so proud of that. And I'm proud that it's being recognized on the big stage. 
Yeah, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but I think what's most important is that it also drove tons of results, right? Like it wasn't just like, oh, yes. this really pretty campaign. Like it was a results-driven campaign um, that was completely forward-thinking that nobody else really did or even or could pull off. So that's that's really exciting. All right, yeah. so as we get let's let's dive into our topic of the day and it's continuing to invest and maybe the maybe the better term is continuing to reinvest um because where we're at in a market like and and this is really continuing the conversation from the first couple episodes that we've done of season two like this is episode three season two the the first episode was daniel fisher we talked about um, and continuing investing in training in, in, and having a growth mindset for your team, even in, even in a market where there's an abundance of sales, but always focusing in on continuing that growth mindset. And then uh, last week, Molly and I talked about, and Amanda, the three of us, we talked about kind of how to gauge where you're at in the market from that red, yellow, green, as far as how, what your strategy should look like, depending on where you were. We even had a, we even hosted a clubhouse about um, the red, yellow, green categories and what those strategies, how those strategies shift based on where you are as a builder. Um, so if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to episode two. If you missed the clubhouse and you just missed the clubhouse, cause that stuff don't get recorded. Um, but <laughs> So now we're talking about how to continually reinvest um, when you really don't quote unquote have to in, in this market. And so from a, a general thought process, Brooke, like why is that so important to you? Well, I think that, you know, when I look at strategy and, and what we are again, you know, we're going to be um, this, this local builder. And so I'm always looking at, um, ahead ahead of time. So what's going to happen? So, you know, when we are investing in content, um, what I'm looking at is I think we can all agree that we're in, at the top of the market, right? Like there's nowhere yeah. to go but down from here as far as, you know, sales. Yes, it, it may continue for a bit more, but, but that's kind of where things are headed. So how do we strategize um, for what's to come? And that's what I feel ultimately is, you know, heavy on my shoulders, what I lose sleep over every night. So, you know, I'm never going to be able to, you know, battle dollar wise with the big guys. So we need to take advantage right now while other people may be cutting back on their marketing or, you know, saying, hey, I don't need to spend this because we're, we're tapped out. This is an opportunity to really get your message out there. So this is a great opportunity for us to brand and really differentiate ourselves and let the, you know, let the public know what we are and who we stand for. Uh, and what we stand for, what we build, as well as, you know, um, I think there's been a uh, one of our, our COO was on a call early at, uh, into COVID and he was on the call with uh, the CEO of Kohler, David Kohler. And one of the things that he had talked about there was, you know, they've been through wars and depressions and recessions and always come out on the other side, a stronger company. And the motto has been, don't waste the crisis. And, uh, and that's really been kind of the thought process and mindset through this is don't waste this crisis. You know, one, we've got to understand what's happening. We've got to be able to pivot and get the message out there. I mean, the message at the beginning of COVID, um, you know, at the end of March was just getting, being clear that we are open and we are here, right? Because it was very confusing during that time, what businesses were open, what were, you know, who were closed, 
Um, could you go in? Could you just do virtual? What, what was happening? And I think we've, you know, continuously just tried to be able to dig into content, right? So we've been focused on, you know, getting out the tours, you know, how, how do we get our, our homes to people where they are? How do they feel comfortable? How do they feel safe? Um, and we've been, you know, broadcasting to the public saying, hey, you know, like whenever, please come to us, you know, uh, whenever, wherever, however, have it your way. What, what do you want? And so understanding that now that we've gotten that out there to the market, you, you can't take that back. So now we have to readjust everything. You know, we'll never go back to that conventional, you know, uh, builder mindset where everyone's just going to walk in the door. We're going to set an appointment. They're going to walk into the door and they're not going to purchase until then. You know, we have people that are buying sight unseen. And, you know, our average sales price for us, you know, is almost $600,000. So it's not your uh, necessarily your entry level home product. And so, you know, we still have people that are coming in and, you know, purchasing sign unseen and, you know, there's there's just so little inventory. We've got to make sure that we're getting all of that information out and out sooner. You know, some people, some builders didn't put their product in online until it was in a framed type. Well, you, you can't do that today. We don't have time. By the time it's framed, it's gone. Um, so, you know, how do you get design tips and tricks and, and you know, get that information out there? And I think it's just looking ahead to what's going to be happening later and, and how do we take advantage of, of the crisis in the moment that we can still market share. Yeah. And I think it's important to note because you said what your average sales price was, that's about $200,000 higher than what the average sales price is of, of a rate of, of, of a home in the Raleigh, in the Raleigh Metro area. So that's, that's important to kind of, keep perspective there. So if you're, cause if you're in the Northeast, like 600,000, you're like, Oh, that must be entry level. Uh, but no, it's about 200 grand higher than the average sales price of a regular, you know, of a normal house here in the Raleigh market. So yeah. Oh, all good stuff. Molly, I can tell like in your face, you've got comments. No, I, I love listening to Brooke because your passion comes across. And I think, you know, just in the way you talk about what you do. And I think, you know, it's it's hard because we hear these these statements um, in the industry like focus right now all of your attention on the people who are in the process of buying, which isn't bad advice. Like it is good advice. You want to focus on the people who are buying and make sure their customer experience is great. You also ha do have to, like you said, look ahead and think about where you are going to be in the future. So I think that, um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm loving everything you're putting out. And, you know, that that's it. I'm nodding my head because I, I I'm following it and I think you're you have good input. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's, you know, obviously you have to focus on what's before you at hand. Right. And I, I guess I kind of consider that like that's your job. I mean, like you, you have to come do your job and execute it to the process that's been put in place and, and do that well. And there'll be daily ins and outs of, you know, uh, you know, fires and things like that to put out. That's just what it is. But, you know, um, how to, you know, how do we prepare ourselves, you know, and to plan ahead? Because, you know, as we're kind of talking about content, right? I mean, I think that um, I don't know. I, I've listened to so I, I'm just kind of like a consumption, you know, guru. I listen to so many different podcasts and books and things. I sometimes I don't even remember who said what, but I think this is Gary Vee, and it was such a big thing that it's like, you know, you have to become a media company, right? Like you, 
you, you might become a media company and comma sell shit, you know, like sell your product from that. But, and so what we're really working with right now is, is, you know, being the resource. So it's not just about, you know, as I kind of mentioned, you've got people coming and, and buying sight unseen from areas, you know, not, not from the Raleigh area, but from, from Northeast or out West, they don't know what this area is like. And so the more content you can put out there as far as not only your product, but where you live, your area, you know, what's around you, what do people do? And, you know, from your area, it's, you have to almost start looking broader now to be able to be that resource so that when people think, oh, I want, you know, I want new homes or I'm moving to this area, they, they think of you first. And I think that's, you know, how do you get that out there? How do you experiment, you know, with um, being the resource? There's so many things in our industry that we could teach people about that we just sort of scale over. So, you know, I'm talking about uh, something funny in these septic systems, right? So people hear that and, you know, especially if they're coming from Northeast and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so it's just about some education because if you're buying, you know, a larger lot in this area, I mean, that's that's going to come with it. If you're buying anything over a half acre, that's what you're going to get. And so I think that, you know, different things like that, just getting education out, you can, you know, teach people and they're going to come to you over and over for that. So content's not just about sell, sell, sell. Um, it's going to about how much information can we get out um, that's just related to people moving, period, or home ownership, period. So I think we have to almost look at that as a broader spectrum than just my product, my product. Those are given. Like you have to get your information out there. You have to offer video tours. You have to have, you know, a gazillion photos of things like those are just industry standards to be in the game. What's the rest? You know, how else can you um, operate to a different level? And so, you know, talking about energy efficiency, you know, those are things that, you know, we're working on podcasting. Um, nobody, I don't think anybody really wants to hear me talk. Um, but, you know, these are opportunities to say, hey, it can broaden the brand and it can offer some education to people who are searching in the market and maybe bring them to us. So it's sort of thought processes like that, you know. Of course we uh, want to hear you talk. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, I, I think that those are um, those are big opportunities in our market and in our industry that, that a lot of people aren't taking advantage of. And that's that's why we have to continue to build and build on this. One of the and things Brooke's that talking, I... Brooke's talking about creating a podcast for Homes by Dickerson. No, I know. So that was what, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's a great idea. And one of the pieces that you touched on that I just, I want to kind of point out is this education part of it, because as we know, as an industry, we are facing a labor shortage crisis. I mean, it, it is actually a crisis for our entire country. And I think, you know, educating on what goes into building and and all the different careers in building and showing success stories of different people within the industry, that is a major part of overcoming the labor shortage. I don't know if you listened to Mike Rowe at the building at the builder show, but that yes. was really what his whole talk was about is those of us in the industry have to tell our stories. So if we share our stories of success and how things work and, you know, getting an interest in how septic systems work and all of that stuff, it's only going to help our industry as a whole. So I really love that that's a part of your mission because that's what we all need to be doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we we have these talks, um, particularly now, you know, with with buyers coming in or people that are in our backlog, and we we are constantly trying to educate them because, you know, as you know, not only are we coming up on labor shortages, um, there are products that are being you know delayed. We you know things that are outside of our control um, that are just kind of you know causing other delays on top of other things and you know reasons. So we really have to keep people updated on what's going on um, at, in real time as it as it's happening. And so, um, you know, that's that's a, a huge fortune for us to be able to make sure that we we keep in the know, and we're able to communicate that effectively, because sometimes it also can stop with the builder, right? Like, well, we know it, but we, we, we haven't done a good job of explaining that to the public or to the consumer to understand, you know, the ripple effects that it causes. So yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so kind of continuing on that same thought, right? It was if we was talking about investing and and investing in yourselves and your company and getting that message out there. So let's talk about some of the things over really over the past twelve months that you've been investing in. Um, and so, first off, right, you already have you launched a new website in March, right? So March you had that first of twenty twenty. <laughs> That's right. Perfect timing. Um, but, but because of that, you knew, I mean, one, one of the things, and this is the common thread amongst so many builders is, you know, you're launching that new website and you know, going into the new website that the level of content that you have isn't near either a, the quantity or quality that you want to show moving forward. So kind of walk through what's that, what's some of that timeline look like for you guys? Yeah. Um, so we did um, serendipitously uh, launch our new website March 1st, 2020. And I, I mean, I will have to say, you know, thank God we did um, at that time. So um, big improvement over the, the previous one for the company. So that helped us out. Um, however, you're right. Like there were still a lot of holes that we, we had in content. So we had set up um, basically in February, we started filming, um, we had a huge shoot that basically we, we needed to add to, um, videos about number one, who we were as a builder. So a little bit about, you know, our legacy, we've been in business since 1975 and, you know, that's, that's for people, you know, for local, that that's important to kind of see that, um, continuity there, uh, in your business, as well as really understanding a video about how we build differently, you know, it, um, sharing some of the core values of our company with the public. So, so we had to nail those down. Uh, then we had to take the buyer through um, the buyer journey from building a custom home. Cause oftentimes, you know, this is not an easy process for sure. There are so many decisions that have to be made along the way. I mean, because we build from, you know, maybe you, a, a buyer comes in and takes one of our plans and makes, you know, tweaks or customizations from there. But also, if they want to come in and meet with our architect, they can completely draw out their whole plan. So, so it's a lot of time and, and effort and energy. And sometimes, you know, people get a little bit nervous about that. So we wanted to explain that process and how that went. So, you know, the public could kind of understand that. And then some of the things that were really important for us is, is we build um, to NG uh, BS standards, so National Green Building Certification Standards, which is different, right? So um, as a consumer, I mean, you hear Energy Star, uh, EcoSelect, Green Building, but, you know, why do you care um, and what, what is the difference? So, so we had to kind of come up with and, and explain, okay, so 
at Helmsway Dickerson, we have this built for life program and, and under that umbrella, here are the things that we do differently. So really trying to explain how we differentiate ourselves because again, we're not in our market, we're not typically that entry level buyer and you know, you have to be able to build the value in your product. So, you know, kind of go back, which is also, we always say price is what you pay, value is what you get, you know, the Warren Buffett quote. So um, really trying to help understand and educate ahead of time and build that value there. Um, and then, you know, along with, you know, those several shots, you know, you had to pepper in all of the new like drone videos of your communities, you know, the, the Matterports and all of the content that you need to have with your plans and additional renderings and new product that's coming along, um, you know, all of the 3D renderings, you know, because now we're selling from dirt. And so how do we how do we show what that's going to be and kind of gain some emotion in that? So, um, you know, really making some some 3D images of, you know, walking through a community or walking through an entire home. And so as, as you kind of pepper in some of those things, um, if you don't have finished products on the ground. So that was all in the February timeframe. Um, and then right after um, COVID uh, in March is sort of the time frame that we are going into permits for parade. And so parade um, in our market is typically into September, into October, three weekends during that time frame. And so we had to start um, planning for parade. Well, that was also the time COVID hit. And so everyone's saying, you know, kind of have that knee jerk reaction of what's about to happen what are we going to have a parade? What is this going to be? Should we put the money in it? Because typically for parade homes, you, you know, you doll them up a bit, you put a little extra, you know, things in there, which can drive the price up. And is that the right move to make at this time? And, you know, it's just all that was up in the air. So we had to very quickly come together and say, you know, we had to make a commitment on, okay, we're doing this now. We don't know what parade's going to be like. We don't know what that time frame's going to be like. I have no idea if it's going to be in person, if it's going to be virtual, if it's going to happen. So if we're going to invest in the time, effort, and energy to build these homes, which for us um, is a it's, it's a big show because we, you know, this is where we're able to really show off a lot of the customizations that we can do for the public, which then kind of, you know, people see that and then they want to, you know, work with us and customize a home and, and kind of go from there. So that's a big marketing opportunity for us. So we decided that we're going to go all in and we're going to try to be able to tell the story um, for every single home that we build. There's going to be a builder and a designer and we come up with a story and a theme and there's an architectural flow um, that's really being followed. So how do we communicate that? And so we had to say we're going to assume that either there's not going to be a parade or if it is, it's going to be virtual. So we need to prepare for that right now. And we started in literally in the end of March of 2020, and we worked the entire way through. Um, we partnered with you guys, kind of explained to you guys with group two on this is what we want to do. This is how we want every story to be told and how we want to showcase these homes. And, um, you know, in our partnership, we were able to really bring that across the line and give this, you know, every single home had its own videos, um, interviews, um, you know, campaigns. It was just, it was amazing. Um, and the, the response from that, of course, I'm going to be a tracker and I'm going to follow like, was this, you know, how did this work? And, <laughs> and so, you know, is this worth the, the investment? And, and I will have to say, absolutely, absolutely worth the investment. You are never going to harm yourself if you invest in yourself. So the content that we gained that we were able to capture during that time, 
um, we're going to be able to use that for for years to come. Um, the pieces, the product, um, every all of that. So I think that was a, a huge investment that kind of took us all the way through um, the fall of this of 2020. And so let's talk about what that investment looks like. How, how much did you spend? I know, I know the answer, but how, let's let's let the audience know. Like, COVID just hits. We're completely tra- changing on the fly the strategy for a parade of homes that's nine, eight months, six months away, um, or, or you know, eight or nine months away, and we're completely changing on a dime what the strategy is. And we don't at this point. We're actually not even starting the upside of COVID yet, right? We're still in the fall because we have no, or the free fall, I should say, because we have no idea what's on the other side yet. And then you guys go, we're, right. we're in, we're doubling down. Mm-hmm. How much, what would that, what that investment? Um, With, with everything and, and the staging, um, about $77,000. And that includes your video footage and the content and you're just like right. 20, 25 grand in that. Um, I did. So, so video was, um, all in all about 28,000, um, that we added to for video. Um, and then obviously all of the campaigns, um, and, uh, the graphics and everything that had to be completed. Um, in addition to, um, I would say maybe a little more just paying for the, the actual ads. And so that, that went yeah. out, um, but that's kind of a, we reallocated some money during that time from our normal budget. Um, so we were able to kind of get a little savvy with that um, during that, since that was some of, okay. one of our Like some systems. of the, one of the things we obviously knew was, you know, you had, you had a good amount of money budgeted for in-person events and realtor events. Right. And we yes. knew that wasn't going to be happening. So right. there was a lot of money pulled from there. Right. 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 Yes, absolutely. So, um, but you know, uh, it was great. I mean, and, and it was trackable information, right? So we, uh, there's always going to be a piece to this that you don't know where someone saw it and it, you know, they may not come right back through that channel, but you know, we were able to do a little bit differently. You know, we, um, when it was announced that there was going to be some in-person, basically our parade ended up being virtual and in-person. So, um, you know, we had, Honestly, a lot of some of that money had to go for just the signage for COVID stuff and and really trying to explain a lot of that. But, you know, I think that, you know, we were able to see we had 4,028 people come through our homes during those three weekends, those Saturday and Sundays. Um, You know, we ended up having um, almost a thousand people online during those same six day time frame over those three weekends. Just just come into our parade to view online um and now we've we've ended up from the registrants that we were able to capture through there and again everything had to be touchless so we we worked with this new text program to kind of um, generate all of this digitally pdfs that we were able to send them about the homes um, and get their email addresses and so from the ones that we that came in of foot traffic we've been able to convert um, that registered excuse me so we had about 200 40, 250 registrants um, that, of foot traffic that came in. And we, we've been able so far to convert 16% of that. So when you look at the numbers overall, I mean, so what would it have taken for us to say pay for it for itself? How many, how many homes was that? I mean, depending some of the price points, one home could have, could have covered that, right? So, um, so when you look at it in terms of that, you know, it's, it's a no brainer on, on why, I mean, and then you're going to go back and say, this content still lives and breathes out there on our site. People still see it. Um, we just added, 
we, we opened up a TikTok account and we added all of our parade stuff on the TikTok. And I mean, over like a couple of days, it got over a thousand views. So I'm still kind of amazed, you know, at different audiences, you're still able to, to touch with that. So there's really, it's reinvestment's just priceless. You're never going to be able to. Uh, yeah. And, and two things I was going to add to that. And uh, one, we talked about having that touchless. So one of the things that you did, how did, they, how did the buyers register? And it was, you had stickers and, and sheets set up throughout the house where they could, if you're interested in more, if you want the colors, right? If you, because it went parade homes, like who decorated this house? Where can I get this furniture? What are the paint colors? So coming up with like a one sheet um, and that had all that info and then a back page or a separate page that was all about the home, all about the builder, that kind of, in, that type of information. They could text in a five digit number um, with a, with a keyword that was specific to that home. So we captured the buyer's email address, their phone number, and their first and last name. And that instantly went into the CRM. And then the buyer then in the text response got a link to a downloadable PDF with all the info for that house. So you you had over like 230 something of those and then you converted 16% of that. That doesn't count anybody else that saw it, didn't text in. I mean, these are direct 100% coming from this particular registration method. Um, so that, that in itself is, um, is, is huge. Um, and yeah, I, I think that I, I just completely lost my train of thought on what I was going to ask the next question <laughs> to be. It's okay. Um, Cause I wanted to add something. Go ahead. Um, my favorite part of the story is really that it, you committed to doing something, but you didn't do it halfway. You didn't have one foot in. You fully committed and you did it and you did it well. And I think that's where a lot of home building companies go wrong. They kind of, you know, they want to do it, but they don't, you know, fully go all in and you did it. And that, you know, by nature, when you're in home building, you're kind of taking a gamble and I think that when you believe in what you're doing and you go full force and it, it paid for itself over and over and over again. Absolutely. Um, and this is one of those things that um, it, it does take the whole team and, and everybody kind of has to be on the same mindset. So um, we have a great team here and, uh, and you know, that, that certainly played into it, but it was um, all out. You know, we're going to see, we're either going to fall flat on our face with this or, <laughs> or this is going to be amazing. So, um, you know, but it's, it's just kind of testing. You got to have some room to, to test a little bit, you know, and figure it yeah. out, but this was great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that was the parade. That was a giant undertaking, right? And it was months and months and months leading up to that. Huge, and, this, yeah. and, and now you saw the payoff on that. And so now you just did another video shoot. Let's talk about that yes. one. Yes, we just um, last week actually had a 16 hour day <laughs> uh, video shoot where, um, you know, we, we kind of did that hiring actors and, and all of that. Um, because uh, really what I, I see is number one, we need more content. You know, we've launched our, our website a year ago and it's already getting stagnant, right? And so I already see, you know, looking ahead on like, we're going to need to, to you know, get a new website, you know, here soon and, and we're going to have to add to this thing. So, um, I think as well as, you know, looking at your, your content, like, okay, that's, that was done. Now we, now we're looking ahead and how are we going to sell you know, our homes? Number one, everyone, I think every builder's in this situation where you don't have a lot of inventory. So you can't just kind of rely on, okay, I'm going to get these great finished shots of, you know, this and that, and, and, you know, we're going to be able to kind of, you know, produce some content that way. So we had to think a little differently and figure out, um, okay, so 
buying a home is a transfer of emotion. People move in their homes. They want to live in their homes. How do we show the lifestyle in our homes? How do we, you know, really focus on that and how they make you feel? And so we're sort of, I don't want to put it out there yet exactly all the ins and outs of what we're doing because it's not launched yet. Um, so I want to share that sauce. But, um, you know, it's really about how people are um, living and feeling in our homes. And, and, you know, we were looking at that for sort of, you know, um, you know, using a lot of this stuff, you know, to come and, and being able to kind of do a timeline on that a bit. But, you know, that was a huge undertaking as well. Um, and I, I think that this is just kind of how we had to look at our budget. So um, obviously, as you said earlier, Matt, you know, last year in 2020, it was kind of, you know, though it was scary, it was a little bit easier to say, hey, we're going to be taking away all of this in-person stuff so I can reallocate a lot of money. You know, this year looking at the budget, um, one thing is builders that you understand is like, I don't really need that all that other stuff. I'm not saying there's not a time or place for an in-person grand opening event or, or something of that nature. But, you know, going back to what we're offering to the public and how we're able to get it to whoever, whenever, however they want, that's where we have to be now. And so your digital budget should far and exceed any other part of your budget, um, marketing budget, period. So that's where we really focused to allocate um, the majority of our dollars for this year. And, you know, then we have to plan out how that's going to be. And so we want to get our voice out there because, you know, again, branding, this is an opportunity for branding. This is an opportunity right now to differentiate ourselves, um, to get a larger share of, you know, the market share with our voice, um, to put out content for us to, you know, to really be seen because it's really Content, content, content is the only way to leverage us against these multi-billion dollar competitive corporations. It's because they're going to put enough dollars out there that they want it all. So how do we leverage ourselves? And this is the only thing really that we can control because I'll never be able to kind of be in a pissing match when it comes for dollar for dollar for them, right? So how do you, how do you kind of, um, you know, how, how are we going to be different? Yeah. Molly, you, what do you got? You're nodding. We're just laughing because, you know, you look at, at Brooke and she is like so put together. And then when anytime you curse or, you know, say something <laughs> about like being in a pissing match, it's just like, it's like so funny. I love it. I, I do, you know, and it's funny, like, uh, you know, Matt knows this just because we've known each other for a while. Like, you know, I don't, I don't cuss at home. Like it's not in my nature, but I get so passionate or driven about something or, or, you know, like when I get in a competitive situation, because I just want to win, you know, like at all costs. I mean, not I, jokingly, maybe not, maybe like death. No, but you know, other than that, like, then I just get really driven. And so sometimes things slip out. So <laughs> sorry. I love and it. we're still, keep, we're still keeping it PG too. Let's just, let's just go there. I love it. Right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. but that investment, and I just want to throw out like, and I, I'm th I want you to throw out dollar figures on and, because I want people to understand that it does take commitment and it works if you if you put the put the effort and the dollars behind it. Like this last video shoot that you're that you're working on, it's not done yet. But like, what it, what's that kind of cost? Um, that was a fifteen thousand dollar investment just for the video. Yeah, but you're going to be able to. It's and it's not a like we did with like you did with the parade. It's not a one and done. This is content that's going to live on and on and on. And like you said, like you total campaign for parade, like spends the whole, you know, the whole thing. You're 75 ish in. But again, you sold if you sold one house, then it paid right. for the entire thing. And you do the math. 
and you sold close to 40 houses off right. of that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and that's, and that's what I mean. So the longer you're invested in yourself with content, the more you're going to have to pull from as well. So, you know, when the market changes again or when you need to pivot, um, you know, you've you've built a backlog of pieces on how do you, um, you know, how do you reuse pieces and, and freshen it up and make it new. So I think that, you know, investment just has to be a continual process, just like, you know, our sales teams, right? You know, um, you know, you've got your marketing side of, of the business and, you know, as a salesperson or as anyone really, you know, in the industry, you should invest in yourself and in your craft. And, um, you know, Matt and I had had a conversation, you know, before, but, uh, you know, just in regards to um, same thing, looking ahead, I have sort of been on my soapbox with, with our team and saying, you know, I think that this is, this has been great, you know, in our industry, we've been very fortunate to, to have the sales coming in um, the way that they have, but I think it's really made a lot of our salespeople, it's been it's been to a disadvantage, right? Because they're they've had that muscle atrophy of the process and working the full process, 100% of the process, 100% of the time, and really going through all of the steps that it takes. And so one day, you know, you're going to look around and say, well, what happened to to my leads? Like people aren't coming in the door anymore. You know, it's gosh, it's hard. I'm having to work really hard to get in the sale and. And so like we can't lose those things. And so really staying focused on, you know, with the sales team, like we stay focused on fundamentals. We're, you know, we're going to, we're practicing the meet and greet, you know, we're practicing demo, we're practicing, you know, um, the hunting, you know, they have a responsibility that they have, you know, a hundred um, outbounds every single week they have to hit, you know, to still hunt because, you know, we're, we've got so many leads, you know, um, you know, builders say, Hey, I've got so many leads. I can't even get to all of them. And, you want to say kind of no lead left behind or it makes you kind of, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know, please don't don't lose those. But but we, we really can't. We can't lose or miss any of those opportunities because you don't know what's going to happen in three, six, 12 months. Um, I think COVID really taught us that, you know, to to really be prepared and think ahead on things. Um, obviously, run your business for the, the way the business is running today. But but being, you know, um, strategy has got to be set up. You've got to kind of look ahead for that. Yeah, without a doubt. I love, you know, because this, I love the 100 outbounds, like, it's required, like, you've got to do this thing. And, and you know, we talked about it, and, you know, making sure that people don't have, you know, the a, a phrase we coined a long time ago, GMS, good market syndrome, um, that we were saying, in like, 2016, right? 2015, yeah. when it was, when it was, <laughs> banging still what we thought was a phenomenal market. We're like this, don't get GMS, don't get GMS, like stay focused on the basics, practice your, your, your meet and greets, practice your demos, make sure you're doing, you know, you have got your protected time in the morning to do your, your outbound activities and, and your hunting. And uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome that you're still requiring that even in back when we thought we had a great market in 15 and 16 to where we are, Today, I, I showed Amy, my wife, uh, yesterday, um, there was the new home pending sales index that Zonda just put out. Right. And it was like, a, it was ridiculous. Like it went back to like 2015 and you see the line and then all of a sudden you see the dip in March, April, May from COVID. And then the, sh I mean, a 45 degree angle straight up. It, it's absolute insanity. Um, and I think it's important for people to realize actually when we come back, like you said, there's nowhere to go, but down, there might be a little up, but there's really nowhere to go, but down. And when we come back down to 
what our 2015, 16, 17 levels were, which, oh, by the way, we would, I'll take that every year all day long, but we're going to be like, what happened? Like, it feels really slow. I'm actually having to do a little bit of work to get this result. Um, that, like you said, that muscle atrophy is not going to be there. And I wrote down your quote. I loved it. Um, you're never going to harm yourself by investing in yourself. I think that I, I think wrote down the, the same quote. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the quote of the day. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, just continuing to work at your craft, continuing to use this time to get better. You know, maybe you're not having to spend as much time on follow up just because things are coming a little easier. So what are you going to reappropriate that time to, um, you know, continue to work on yourself. And then when the tide goes out, um, you'll, you won't be seen naked, right? Like you'll, you'll be ready to go. You'll know what to do next. And you'll know, you know, again, what are the, the activities that I can be doing that are income producing activities? So, um, and then as far as marketing side of things, um, that is just, you have to continue. You can't cut it off and, and turn it back on. Like it, as far as content goes, it takes a, a minute. Uh, you know, you have an idea, gosh, we started this idea when, like in December and, you know, it takes a minute to get everything put together and, and to get it shot and then to get it edited and actually get it out. So you, you really have to be thinking ahead of what am I doing next? What's next? What's, you know, how do we be, how are we preparing for that? So, um, that's, you know, and I, I, Matt, you know me, but I, I'm kind of working from, I work backwards from death, like, you know, what's the worst case scenario? And then what are all of the other ways that we can work, you know, uh, and other to prepare for these things? And so- It's me crazy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my husband, absolutely nuts. Right. Um, so, but, you know, I, I feel like too, like I, I don't want to be caught, you know, I want to try to be prepared as possible. And, um, you know, some things you can't help. I, didn't expect COVID, but we were able to move and pivot and be nimble um, and, you know, can still keep an authentic um, authenticity in our messaging and, and to our people. So um, I think that's all you can, can really plan and hope for, right? Yep, for sure. Awesome. Molly, what do you got? It's just a great message. I'm I'm happy that you know, we have you on and that our listeners get to hear directly from you. And I, I feel inspired. I feel like I want to go like run a marathon or something. Um, you have so much energy and, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, we love working with you and it's, you are always thinking ahead. So, you know, I, I know some of the things that are in the works, but it's always fun to see what you have coming up. Yeah. yeah well, you guys are great, great partners to kind of bounce ideas off of too. So uh, I appreciate that because sometimes I might go a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Though. We all get a little crazy. We That's love right. what we yeah. do. We're lucky. That's right. Yeah, That's right. absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, Brooke, thank you so much for the last 45 minutes or so of, of really, really great info. Um, I think our listeners will, I mean, that's, there's a ton of great info there and a ton of great advice. And, um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on and, uh, can't wait to, can't wait to chat some more. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. I loved it. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Brooke. Thanks, Brooke. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.